cakes are a really weird commodity in that a lot of people think, well, it's just sugar and flour and eggs. Um, I can get one at the store for $15.99. So I guess since you're going to make it extra special, I'll, I'll pay you 20 bucks. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I, I put 12 hours of my life into this cake. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a Track driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? I'm Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon supporter MR Turnage. Turnage, thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. If you would like to do the same and help make episodes like this come out, just check out patreon.com slash halfhourintern, and you too will probably get a shout-out on the show sometime. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by my beautiful, amazing new puppy. His name is Chewy, like Chewbacca. He is so amazing, you guys. He is uh, half chow, half Australian shepherd mix, so he basically like could not be a cooler-looking, more awesome puppy and he's so sweet and he's so wonderful and I think he's going to grow into such a great dog and I'm trying really hard to train him really well. Um, we need to have a dog trainer on the show here soon. But anyways, I highly encourage you to check out the Instagram page for Half Hour Intern where I've posted a video and a photo of Chewy and I plan on uh, hopefully chronicling a little bit of his growing up on there. He is just the coolest puppy of all time. You guys got to check him out. Anyways, on to today's episode. In it, I interview Corey Rasmussen, who is a professional cake decorator. So not only is she a professional cake decorator, but she's basically like a famous cake decorator. She has over 300,000 followers on her Facebook page and is just so amazing at these cakes that she makes. So we talk about how to make a good cake, what elements make a good cake, all these different things that go into high-level baking, and then also like how the heck do you become famous in the cake baking world? It's just such a a difficult thing to wrap my mind around, like how something like that would happen. So we talk about that. Um, just a lot of good stuff in this episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Here is Cake Decorator. Corey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dig into how to make cakes and all the amazing, beautiful, wonderful stuff that you do, I would love to know about the business end of this thing because you have over 300,000 followers on Facebook. Which blows my freaking mind. Like I, how, like <laughs> it is so difficult on the internet to build up a large following and to, to build a name for yourself and a brand for yourself. And it's difficult for people to do things like that that are into marketing or that are into travel or that, you know, things that just, you know, are general and that everyone in the world just absolutely loves. And you decorate cakes and you have over 300,000 followers. <laughs> like, how do you build your name, a name for yourself as a cake decorator? What, what happened exactly? Well, I think it started before Facebook. Um, I, I would uh, go onto different cake decorating websites and stuff like that. And of course, all of these websites like Cake Central or Cakes Decor or something would have like um, the forums. And over time, I realized uh, that there was a lot of the same people hanging out in the, the forums. And we all became very uh, a very close-knit group of friends. And obviously, when Facebook came around and we all came on board, um, we, you know, I was, I actually was personally encouraged by uh 
a fellow cake decorator to uh, start a Facebook page. And um, so once I started the cake page, um, all of us who already knew each other were associated with each other, we all would like share each other's work and um, really try to pump each other up and stuff like that. That's so great. It's like a rising tide floats all ships. You guys are all just helping each other out. Yeah. And, and so it, it really is a strong community. So that's part of it. But I think a really huge part of it, too, is um, just making original content. You, you know, you make a cake, you take a, a really nice picture. That's another big thing, too. And I, I don't have like super strong photography skills, but I can tell you there's so many decorators out there who probably do a much better job than I do, but they don't have any photography skills at all. And so they'll post a picture of a cake and it's poorly lit and the flash went off and, you know, it's just the, the picture doesn't do the cake justice and people aren't interested in, on clicking on it. So a lot of it too is having the good photography skills, but back to the page is just the, uh, making original content and posting like almost daily, something new, something fresh, something for people to look at. And not only does it spark the interest of like a cake decorator, uh, or someone who's interested in cake decorating, but um, a lot of people who do come to my page, it's a lot of like moms looking for party ideas or brides to be looking for um, wedding cake ideas. Or right, it was almost like a pre Pinterest sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it it really is, and so you know, a lot of the people who do visit my page, they really. Um, it's a diverse group. Some people don't decorate cakes at all. And some are really, you know, just hardcore decorators who, you know, that's their interest. So that's where they're going to visit. Um, but also too, I just, a lot of the likes on my page, um, Facebook did a weird thing a few years ago before they started sponsored posts and they, um, they kind of treated my page like I, I, they experimented with it and they did it with other pages too. Cause I've discussed this with other page owners where they really like, um, suggested our page to all kinds of people all day long, almost like we were like paying them to do it or something. And, um, a lot of likes came from that. And, and it was just like this weird year long period of time where we just kept getting more and more likes. And it was because Facebook kept suggesting our pages to people. That's so interesting. And yeah. And then, and then as soon as, um, our pages were like really inflated with a, a lot of extra likes, um, then that's when they rolled out the whole sponsored post thing. And, um, and so the, Oh, damn. That's so crazy and so terrible. So it's like you have all these extra followers now. By the way, pay us if you actually want your post to show up for them. Right, right. So, I mean, even though my page says I have 300 likes, there's probably like half of that is legitimate, which is still good. You know, it's still good to have a page where... (laughs) I mean, yeah, having over 100,000 followers looking at cake is pretty impressive. Right, right. Um, But... uh, to monetize the post, Facebook has really cracked down on how much, um, how many people your posts reach. And so it's been really disheartening and I, I can't, and I have seen it, um, across the board in all of the other people who have cake pages. Um, no one's posting as much. It's just kind of discouraging when you have 300,000 followers on your page and you post a cake and um, Facebook only shows it to 300 people. That's so, yeah, because it'll tell you exactly how many people it showed it to. That It's yeah. so terrible and frustrating because it's like these 
people, I, I can only imagine for you, like I, I, you know, I only have, I think like 600 people or something following me on Facebook. And it's, uh, it's very frustrating when it, they're not showing it to people. And it's like, these people followed me, like they chose to follow me because right. they want to see what I have to show them. So why are you not showing this to them? It's, uh, it's such a bizarre thing. And yeah, unless well, I pay you. If I pay you, then you'll show yeah. it to them. But if I don't pay that's, you, then you're withholding. Right. That that would be the lie. They're not doing it because they're trying to monetize everything. So, you know, I, and I guess you can't blame someone for trying to turn a buck. But yeah. it's still really frustrating when they, you know, I, I think back to Facebook five years ago and it was such an exciting place to be on. And now it's just like you know, a place to catch up with your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Get on and get frustrated. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So other than that big Facebook bump, was there ever some sort of other big, I mean, still having like 150,000 other followers is amazing. Was there some like big bump in followers that yeah. you saw one time or was it always just this like slow and steady thing? Yeah, no, I, um, I've had a few cakes that have, I guess, for lack of a better term, gone viral. Um, uh, there's Love a it. website. There's a website called Cake Rex. A lot of people have heard of it, where they show like really terrible cakes, um, and, and kind of poke fun at them and stuff. Uh, it, it's a pretty popular site, and every Sunday they do like a thing called Sunday Sweets. So if your cake ends up in there, chances are you're going to get like a few hundred new people. Um, also, uh, I guess it's been two years now. Gosh. Um, if, I feel like I just did it, but I did a class for um, Craftsy and Craftsy is a website where you um, take like crafting um, classes like jewelry or woodworking and they have a whole cake division. Um, uh, Most of their classes are sewing and quilting, but they're a very well-known company and website. um, And so I did a class for them. And so they heavily promote my class and, you know, it's, uh, and it's done well. It's sold a lot of um, member or not memberships, but enrollments. And so, and then people hear about you, and then they start following yeah, you. And yeah, and and because Craftsy is such a big company, and they they're the ones who do sponsored posts, and they're always in your news feed, and they they do a lot of advertising. Um, that that has certainly helped. Right, so, right, right. How yeah. the heck did that happen? I mean, there's so many cake makers out there. How did how did Craftsy get in touch with you? Well, they um, I kind of have a, a lot of cake decorators, especially like the the more well known ones. They do have um, everyone has their own style, and I myself do too. I'm kind of known for sheet cakes, um, and also for cakes that are just iced and buttercream, but have fondant decorations. Um, and, and now that's pretty common, but um, but at the time when I was making that style of cake of it was just kind of a, a new thing. And I just caught the eye of one of the, the editors there on staff and they called and, um, and they're based out of Denver, which is really close by where I live. And so it just really worked out well. Um, so yeah, I went and did a class for him. It was super nerve wracking, but it was great. <laughs> I can only so, imagine that's so cool. So yeah. let's, uh, that makes me think that we should probably break down the different types of cakes and things sure. you can do to a cake and stuff like that. So let's start with types of cakes. You said that the thing that they liked about you um, is your style and that you really specialize yeah. in sheet cakes. So sheet yes. cake is obviously a type of cake. What are other types of cakes and what exactly is a sheet cake? 
So a uh, sheet cake is a rectangular cake that is, um, you know, like maybe two inches tall, but it's your standard walk into the grocery store and you're going to get a, a rectangular cake to uh, serve at the office party or something. Oh, cool. So like what that, most of us would get on our birthday or something. Yeah. So what, I, what people mostly typically think of as far as just like a, a regular old cake, that's sheet cake. So, um, and, and I think they call it that because it's just like one, one sheet from a, a pan, like one layer. Right. So, um, and then from there, the, there's tiered cakes, and those are um, cakes that are just baked and layered, and then using structural supports of whatever type you're using, um, making a tiered cake like a wedding cake. Um, there's also 3D cakes, where, or I guess they're called carved cakes. I actually don't make those at all, um, but I have I know so many people who just completely are amazing at it, but they will take many layers of cakes, um, uh, put cut into them, cut through the layers and, um, actually shape it into things, you know, like a dog or, you know, what, whatever. Right. Um, so rather like than sculptures. making the dog a, um, with, with frosting or sugar or something, the dog right. itself is actually made of cake. Yes. Yeah. Just like they're making a sculpture out, out of marble, but they're using cake instead. So that's um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, where I live and I live in Wyoming, um, it's not, it's not a real, people aren't really into those high end cakes. The, those are so time intensive that those kind of cakes are like in the thousand dollar realm to, to purchase. Wow. And that's crazy. Yeah. So in my community, that's not, I mean, that's obviously why I'm really mostly focused on sheet cakes or I used to be, I, I don't, uh, decorate cakes from home anymore, but, um, I do a different job now, but yeah, that, but most of my business was people just wanting, uh, a really nice sheet cake for a party right. so and wedding cakes too. Okay. So now let's talk about the different things that you can do to these different types of cakes. Like tell us about, uh, making people with frosting versus making people with sugar versus like any other types of, uh, just like fancy things you can be doing to these cakes. Sure. Well, a big thing in uh, when it comes to decorating cakes is uh, a lot of people really strive to do all edible decorations. And um, it's really amazing. A lot of times, like I just talked about the, the 3D shaped cakes, um, people might be using like Rice Krispie treat uh, for some of that portion um, of the cake or, but there's, you can use icing. Um, you can use fondant, which is a form of icing. It's kind of like a Play-Doh icing. Um, a lot of people, um, you either love it or you hate it. But uh, I guess if you think of a typical wedding cake that has like the perfectly smooth finish, um, that's completely seamless and, you know, every that's usually fondant. Um, and it's, it's basically a Play-Doh that you can roll out and cover a cake with, or you can make decorations with it. Um, but it, you can so so just like a perfectly smooth flat edible sugary stuff yeah sugar play-doh cool yeah i'm just gonna go and eat some of that right now that sounds good i know well (laughs) you know people either love it or they hate it so uh, a lot of people don't like the texture of it or creeps them out so it's uh in, in a lot of areas especially in the midwest it's not a very um popular thing so but it looks great it looks really great so, uh, but it, it, okay. So there's buttercream fondant and, um, there's uh, ganache, which is chocolate that is, um, 
melted and mixed with hot uh, cream. And then it kind of makes like a firm um, icing. And it's, oh my God, that's, that is really good. <laughs> but, um, and you can use any manner of candy, sugar, uh, chocolate, um, all different kinds of things to um, decorate the cake with. So there, there's a lot of components to it. And a lot of people will just kind of stick in their own one track. And a lot of people are just all over the place and want, and they use everything. So um, it, it just depends like what the, what the interest is and where, where you're living and, you know, what kind of cakes your customers are expecting. But yeah, there's all kinds of things you can use. That's so, so as you're saying all these different things, I'm just having all these ideas like explode off of my head of like all these cool different cakes that could be made. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah. rather than embarrass myself and say any of them, I would love to hear what, what maybe are some of your like top two or three cakes that you have ever made that like what you thought were so creative and so cool. And like, after you finish, you're like, yes, this is awesome. Um, Actually, it wasn't a very popular cake of mine that I posted, but I made a wedding cake and I was so proud of it because it had so many components to it. Um, but it was it was mostly iced and buttercream, but there was actually a few. Um, and this is the other thing, too, is a lot of decorators will use false tiers where it's just um, like where it looks like it's a whole tier of cake, but it's um, a piece of styrofoam. Okay. So. I had one of those in there that I had to use royal icing with. And royal icing is the kind of icing that um, it gets really hard, like cement. It's like what you would use on a gingerbread house. Mm. So um, so the cake had that going on. Um, and that was for transportation reasons. And the bride wanted the cake really tall. But it had a, a layer that had gold sequins, uh, like completely coated. Uh, but the, just the decorations I made for it, I was really, it was like a very rustic wedding. So it had a lot of um, like stars and pine cones and um, a lot of like little fiddly kind of um, woodland, you know, like acorns, things like that. And I had to make them all from fondant and, you know, attach them to the cake and everything. And I was really proud of that cake, but it had such a simple effect that it wasn't like a real attention grabber. Yeah. Um, do you have photos? I imagine you have photos of all these still, right? Like, you know, where I do. These... Yeah. No, if you go on my Facebook page and click on wedding cakes, you'll probably see the exact cake I'm talking about. Okay, it's really, cool. it, it's my tallest wedding cake that I, I think it was six layers tall or six tiers. So it was a pretty tall cake, but, um, um, I'm trying to think of what cake I'm like most people really gravitated towards. It's always a surprise too. Sometimes um, I'll make a cake and I'm just like, I hate this. It's terrible. Like, um, duck dynasty. I've made duck dynasty cakes and they are like viral. They're like, everyone loves them in the world. And I hate duck dynasty. I just, I hate <laughs> Why do you make the cakes then? I don't understand. Oh, because, well, you know, if a customer wants a cake, oh, somebody like, requested that. Oh yeah, no. What? Someone requested it. <laughs> How and much then do I... you like Duck Dynasty? The order a, a Duck Dynasty cake. That's incredible. Yeah, no. It's uh. Well, I've I I had done five of them over the course of a year. Get out. And, yeah. Um. But you know, in the area I live in, it's just really there's a lot of hunters and a lot of I I guess for lack of a better term, redneck sort of people. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really into Duck Dynasty and um. Yeah, and those uh, those cakes, I just like was ugh, just did not like the design. Did not like I I had to paint 
um, a lot of what I do too is like hand painting with, um, I'll have like a sheet of fondant and hand paint, you know, like a, a deer or whatever. And, and that will be the decoration. But, um, so I'm hand painting like the duck dynasty people and it's, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I, things like that. It's hard to know if it's good, if it's bad, mm-hmm. like how to even feel about it. I experience the same thing with my podcast where every now and then um, I will do an interview and it's like, I, I'll just listen to it afterwards and I'll be just be like, ah, like either yeah. me and the person didn't connect or like I was just out of it or like, I don't know, you know, like something I did, like didn't make the interview very good. And I'm not even sure if I want to release it, but I'm like, ah, I should definitely, you know, I got to release it. Like I had this great person on the show. It's my fault that it's not good. And then I release it. And every time that happens, like a day later, I get an email from a listener being like, oh my gosh, like that was like my favorite episode ever. And it's just like, <laughs> right. man, like, should I just never trust my own judgment on things? Or like, what is the deal here? You know? And yes. I, then the other part that I feel like, I guess is the good side of it is if people are liking the things that you do that you don't even think are good, then you're probably going to be all right, you know? Right, um, right. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. And the flip side of it too, is I've made cakes that I have poured my heart and soul to came up with the design all on my own. And it was wonderful. And the person comes to pick up the cake and they just have a completely flat ho-hum expression or, you know, it's just like, it's like, um, Oh, so, so that's my cake, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love it. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk more about these cakes. So, okay. first of all, what do you think makes for like a really, really, really awesome cake? What are some of the best attributes to a great cake? I think a cake where um, there was thought put into the design of it. It it's not a cake where it was just like the person, the customer requested, you know, uh, a Cinderella cake, and so you just like. I set the cake and plunk Cinderella down right in the middle or something. Um, just something where there was a lot of thought to it. Um, something where the design is, uh, I like simplistic design. So I think it makes a cake look clean. Um, obviously other people have different tastes though. So, you know, for some people, they might really enjoy a really busy cake with a lot to look at. But, um, but for myself personally, I really think what makes a great cake is something that looks, um, clean and, uh, well designed. I'm a big fan of. Uh, if there's photography people out there, or just artistic people, probably know about the rule of thirds, where you know you, um, your eye rests about a third, a third way into the picture and a third way out. You know, so that there's. I don't know. I don't. I'm not doing that answer justice. So um, that that third third rule that you're saying though. It, yeah. Sorry, I, I haven't ever really heard of that. So you're saying like a what a third in from the left and a third down from the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a photography rule, but I always apply that to cakes every single time. So I look at a cake as a whole, and I just want to. I don't like a lot of like completely symmetrical things. I but I want it to look visually pleasing too. So, um, but I'm always thinking of that whole one third thing. I, I like to have a lot of like clean space because I want the cake to be appealing, like where it looks clean. A lot of times when people get too busy with the cake, it looks like overhandled and you start questioning how much that person touched the cake. And, you know, <laughs> there, there are a lot of cakes like that where you're just like, wow, I can see fingerprints all over this cake. I don't know. If I want to have a piece. Yeah, that would be <laughs> so, pretty weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I 
it, it's something that's cute. I really, I don't know. I'm just, I, that's my style. I just really like really cute, like cute figures or cute flowers, just um, things that are really cutesy, which that is a total like judgment call on my part. Someone else out there probably really likes, you know, Tough like, dynasty. oh, I, exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, a camouflage cake is just my dream. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so how much creative freedom do you have when you're making these cakes? Are you allowed to do like whatever you want or do people come to you and they you know, you ha you feel right. like kind of confined and within these guidelines of how you're going to make this cake. So it depends on your customer. Um, and I had a mixed bag of, of everyone, every type where it was that I had some people who would find a picture on Pinterest and they would print it out and they would bring it to me and they would say, I want this cake replicated. And then you would have other people who are like, uh, we're having a baby shower and it's for a boy and we completely 100% trust you. So do whatever you want. So um, I had wow, a that's very, a pretty wide range. Yeah. And then or I would have some people who, you know, were right between the two where they're like, we're having, you know, they would tell me the kind of party, their color theme and, you know, oh, could you put, you know, a rose on it or whatever. But still let you have a little bit of freedom. Right. Um, so there's, there is kind of a range, but I have to say even people where there was a lot of, um, a, a lot of constraints or they're like, I want an exact replica. I still, there's still creativity involved in the problem solving of it, you know, of figuring out like, wow, how did that, how, how did that other cake decorator do it? How did they pull off that technique? So, and you have to investigate and, you know, maybe watch some YouTube videos or an experiment before you even try it on the cake. And so, um, and, and that is all, in my opinion, a creative process where, you know, you, you are solving a problem using your creativity yeah. to give the customer what they want. Definitely. If you could only do one of those, what would it be? Would it be the ones where people bring you on exactly and you got, you got to figure it out? where people give you no, in, you know, inspiration or where they give you like a little bit of inspiration, but they ask you to have some freedom. I, I the middle ground, I, cause if you, um, if you're just like, Oh, it's a free for all. Sometimes that's just like too much freedom and you have no idea where, where you want to start. And, and then there's always like that paranoia of like, well, what, what does that person want? Like, really, what do they want? Because we might be coming from two totally different places. Um, so I think I would get all bogged down in totally. the worry over that. And I probably wouldn't make any decision. Man, it's such so, a parallel with life. <laughs> I feel like the older that I get, the more that like I enjoy constraints in some way, you know, yes. it, just like with all things in life. Like if I know that I have to do this, then it's all good. You know, like right. um, if I don't know if someone makes like a New Year's resolution that they're going to be on a diet. To me, like a, a, a eating on a diet is almost like a nice thing, you know, because it's like, right. okay, uh, well, I I know exactly what I'm gonna eat today, more or less. So now I'm just gonna get on with my life, you know. <laughs> like, there's right. no decision making around any of that, and uh, and you can be creative in other areas. Um, or if you know that you have to eat these types of food, well, now I can be creative with those types of food, and it's not just open to everything. Um, right. And yeah, there's something really, really nice about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need, 
I need at least a little something. I'm one of those kind of people where if I go into a restaurant and the menu happens to be like eight pages long, it will <laughs> literally take me an hour to decide yes. what I want to eat because I get all overwhelmed with all the different choices. And so, yeah, I definitely... And I haven't been in that position before where someone's ordered a cake and they're like, do whatever you want. And and then I'm in panic mode 24 hours before the cake is due trying to finalize what it is I want to do. Yeah, so. of course. All right. So how big is this community that you're a part of? It's one of those things that like when you wrote in and you said that you were a professional cake decorator, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, like diamond in the rough. She must be like one of 10 people doing this in the country. No. Like how, how many people are doing this that are professionals? Um, how many people are doing this that are just hobbyists? Oh my gosh. I honestly, I would, this is all estimates. I don't think there's ever been like a cake decorator census done, but, um, I would say as far as like really well-known, highly successful, um, a highly visible cake decorators, there's at least a thousand in the U S alone. Wow. And, and then as far as people doing it professionally, I, it has to be at least a million. And then hobby and then hobbyist has to be in the millions. It it really does. Um, Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, cause I just think about there's so many different, um, there's so many different pathways that cake decorating takes as far as, um, if it's a hobby or a career and what type of career path you've gone on. Um, there, there's gotta be millions of people who do it. Yeah. 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 And how much money if you, so you actually, you went over a, a couple of different good levels, which one is like those thousand people that are just really, really well known and this and that. And then the other pros, um, how many, right. how many, uh, how much money can those thousand people be making? And then how much money are, is like the typical cake maker making? Um, well, I don't, I don't want to presume what like top cake decorators are making, but there's a lot of different career paths you can take with cake decorating. And, um, a, a lot of the more well-known ones have taken the, the teaching route where they are touring around the world and they're teaching cake decorating techniques to different, you know, to people around the world. Yeah. Um, so, and I do have friends who do that and it's just like, uh, it seems amazing. <laughs> they, they just travel to different countries and they, they do workshops. I, I don't know that I could assume how much they're making. Um, no one really gets super rich <laughs> decorating cakes. It's not one of those highly lucrative careers yeah, in any sure. way. So I would say maybe the upper five figure income, um, but, and then compared that to a grocery store cake decorator, um, I would say uh, at a grocery store, they probably start a cake decorator off at like $10 an hour. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, and then if you are a cake decorator who does cakes from home, um, you might be losing money. So it just, uh, cakes are a really weird commodity and that a lot of people think, well, it's just sugar and flour and eggs. Um, I can get one at the store for $15.99. So I guess since you're going to make it extra special, I'll, I'll pay you 20 bucks. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I, I put 12 hours of my life into this cake and totally. I used, and I don't have the buying power of a big grocery store. So I had to pay more for my ingredients and my utilities. And I had to wash the, the dishes afterwards. And 
Um, you know, so it's sometimes it's really hard to justify like a hundred dollar price tag for a small cake to a, a customer. It's so um, sad and and such a bummer. I feel like every time I have any sort of food related job on uh, this podcast, this similar theme comes up of just such a a huge disconnect between people and what the actual cost for things should be and it makes sense right. you know it's like yeah. i had a guy on or even like i had a guy in here that makes um really nice men's clothes for a living and he makes them yeah. at a factory in chicago and like he helps design them and then they all make them in this factory in chicago and it's like a shirt like a you know a button-up shirt is like a hundred bucks or something you know and right. it's like well yeah like you, you know, it's all these American employees making this together and there's only like 20 of these people making these shirts. And and like that's the cost to buy cotton. That is the cost to right. be doing these things here. And and we're just so jaded to either a like outsourcing to other countries or b in the food industry. Um, like, like you said, economies of scale and how much people, you know, like how many eggs and how much sugar and how much flour like Safeway or whoever is buying. And then they have their own brands of those things. So it's not even really much of a cost to them at all. And then when you look at like government subsidies for things like corn and dairy and this and that, and it's like, I can go to the grocery store right now and buy a gallon of milk for $3, you know? And so then if I go to a farmer and the the farmer wants to sell me a gallon of milk for $8, it's like, oh, you're price gouging. How dare you? And it's like, should you really be getting an entire gallon of milk from a cow for less than eight bucks or something? Like I, you know, it just doesn't make much sense. Right. Yeah. And and it's really a hard, it's a hard sell to the general public. Um, So if you want to be successful at home, well, okay, so... A lot of the home decorators, they they do struggle with even breaking even because um, they themselves feel like, well, gosh, the grocery store down the street is selling the same cake for 20 bucks. I can't charge much more than that. Um, and so then they kind of uh, forget to factor in their overhead and um, the, the time involved and their utilities. And so it and so I think they get bogged down and like they're low self-esteem or whatever it's it is that, hard. that yeah, holds them so back. Sad. And so, so they will go ahead and charge 30 bucks for a cake. And then, um, by the time the cake walks out the door, they've already invested, you know, probably $25 and like 10 hours of their time into it. Yeah. So, so they're getting paid $5 a day for work, right, which is right. not yeah. really going to pay your bills. Yeah. So that, you know, a lot of, uh, and that's mostly a situation with like beginner kind of inexperienced decorators. Um, it, Cause cake decorating is definitely one of those um, kind of home business things that is, is very easy to, to run under the radar. Um, if you live like I live in Wyoming and Wyoming is just a free for all. You can do whatever you want and sell whatever kind of food you want from your home in Wyoming. There's no um, permits, inspections, anything like that. Nice. So, yeah, it's, so it's really a very easy state um, to do that in. Um, in other states, there's, you know, you have to get permits and you have to have your kitchen inspected or there might be a requirement that you have a separate kitchen, things like that. But um, but a lot of people don't follow those, those rules anyways. And so they kind of have like this little uh, fly-by-night cake business running out of their home and I think they have daydreams of, Oh, I'll make some, I'll have fun. Cause it's my hobby and I'll, um, make, make a few dollars here and there. And, and then the business quickly fizzles out because 
they're they're up working on cakes until two in the morning instead of sleeping and then they're losing money and it's hard because then you start to resent the thing that you love now it's like i hate like what the hell this isn't paying me anything and i'm working 12 hours a day and it's like right it's so sad yeah so i saw that i i did really see a lot of that in the the cake community um and online as far as uh, people sharing their stories. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to do that. So, and I truly lucked out in my location. Um, I made cakes and I did it from home and I I did that for five years and I was very successful at it, but I have since left um, doing that. I have a different job in the cake decorating field, but um, I, right from the beginning, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to have, even if someone wanted two cupcakes, I'm having a $50 minimum. That's, like that's the minimum I will, um, do an order for. So whether they wanted, you know, three dozen cupcakes or three cupcakes, it was going to be starting price $50. And I just really like, um, read a lot of, um, articles, like how to run a business. And, uh, but mostly I was lucky. I live in a town that, um, it, there's not a lot going on here. It's a very small town, the population 5,000. Um, the people in my community, a lot of them were um, involved in the oil field. And so there was a lot of uh, women who had a lot of disposable income and nowhere to spend it. Yeah. And and so that was like my target audience was, you know, your, your typical mom who had a lot of kids, therefore a lot of parties coming up or um, families where someone was perhaps getting married and and they had a lot of disposable income. So that really that is was, like the perfect environment. So you got it, this small really town was. with a community yeah. vibe where people want to help out people in the community. And yet people actually have the money to be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was all I, I previous to living where I live now, I was living in the Denver area and I did work in a grocery store when I um, lived in Colorado. I, I could have never have made a go of doing cakes from home in Denver. I just couldn't. I uh, I was living in the wrong neighborhood. I didn't know the right people. Um, I, you know, the, just the environment was not, not right. So, um, yeah, I so, think yeah. what you, what yeah. your, your suggestion of, and what you did with the, like, Hey, we got a $50 minimum, you know, I, that's just the way it is. Even when you're very first starting out, I think uh, to your point about self-esteem and this and that, and maybe yeah, even yeah. just thinking like, oh, well, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't do like give my business to a place with a $50 minimum. So who am I to charge that or whatever it is? Like it, it makes sense to try those things off the bat because if you, if what I think most people's mindset would be the opposite, which is okay, right when I start, I'm only going to be charging like $25 per cake or something then, to try yeah, to compete and then, and then one day raised. i'll like raise it up and right. you know as people as i get all this business and it's like well then all that business is used to paying 25 dollars per cake and they're like who the hell are you when you try to right. start charging 50 dollars yeah. a cake yeah. versus if you come out charging 50 per cake or 100 per cake or whatever it is you see is there a business for this price range in my community at all like is there even a is there a business for it and right. you, you might be surprised in that, like, there's more people with money around you than you think there is. And, and like, right. they can afford $100 for a cake. And maybe maybe you can't afford $100 for a cake, which is why you don't think that, you know, you should charge that. But other people are okay with that. Or you very quickly realize, nope, sure enough, they can't afford $100 for a cake either. All right, let's try 50 And, like, I, it makes sense to go down rather than to try to go right. up. 
Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did start and I was kind of, uh, well, I was working, I worked at a mental health center here in town. And so I was working full time at that job. Um, but I still wanted to keep doing cakes. And so I would, I, I did cakes from home, but I limited it to two cakes a week. I would only do two orders a week. And so in a way I kind of built up like this, um, I like this ex- exclusiveness. Um, yes. and a lot of, a lot of people were always like, Oh, we, we have to get in touch with Corey and get, um, our cake order in because otherwise she won't be able to make it. So I kind of ran that way for, Oh, probably two years before I did quit my job and just went full time to just doing the cakes from home full time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I was a little bit exclusive, but I do have to say, if anyone wants to start a cake decorating business from home, your best resource is to go to the hair salons and, and really befriend the hairstylist and maybe bring samples by the hair salons because the women who go to hair salons are the women who buy, who appreciate cake. They, they really are. I don't know what the connection is. I think it's like the women with disposable, uh, luxury income. Um, I don't know, but that's how I got my start. I had a really great friend in town who um, was a hairdresser, and I did, I did a cake for the, they had like a re grand opening at their hair salon, and I made the cake for that. And then you know she would have people come over and get their hair cut, and she would, they would talk about oh so and so's birthday's coming up, and she would say oh I know someone who makes really amazing cakes, and um, so I got a lot of word of mouth uh, business just strictly from the hair salons so <laughs> that is such a great idea so and yeah. now we're done Corey. those are my last two questions were what pitfalls do beginners usually make and like that's you know not not respecting your product enough and charging enough and my final question was going to be uh what advice would you give people when they start baking and it's get out to freaking hair salons do you have any other advice you'd right. like to give before we finish up um no, I mean, I guess when it comes to baking, make sure that you do have, uh, especially if you're not a strong baker, like just really do a lot of research and try to get an arsenal of a really good, really consistent recipes that you can use time and time again for, um, you know, different kinds of cakes and icings that you would want to offer to prospective customers. But um, try to stay away from doing really crazy experiments especially if it's for a paid order. But um, yeah, that's, I, I would say get an arsenal of really good recipes that are always, that will always never, you know, just never fail you. So yeah. good call. Get the practice done ahead of time. Right. Sounds good. Corey, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate sure. it. Well, thank you for having me on. Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, Just search for the show on iTunes, click on it, click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show, be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview, a particular field that you would like to hear about, or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show. Thanks so much for listening, you guys.